Hello and welcome to Get Chatty With Me. Now I am super excited for this episode because we actually have a special guest, someone that you guys know very well, George Raceley. Hey guys. Here I am. I'm George. <laughs> I'm 14 years old. You guys probably know that. And I'm with Elle and we're going to record a bit of a potty show. Yes. Yeah, so if you guys didn't know, George is my younger brother. My little, little bro. He's actually the youngest in our family. we got Peter in the middle of us. And George is pretty much a brother and a sister to me. Because we get all of it in between, a don't brister. we? Huh? A brista. Love that. <laughs> it's giving barista. Mm, mm. That's different. It, it is different, but different's what we love. Yeah, and we love different, especially in this house. Yeah. Because we're all unique in our own little ways. What I mean by George is like a brother and a sister is because he's got that brother attitude. And yes, he is a boy, but God, we fight like sisters. We do. We actually do. We're bigger. And you know, he's got all the so makeup bad. and the fashion in, like interest. So... It just works out. It's like I get the best of both worlds. Hannah Montana kind of vibes. Hannah Montana kind of vibes. Yes. So something that George and I were like, we need to clarify is something that is talked about a lot on our TikTok. So Ellie makes videos about PMWI like all the time. Um, And people ask like what PMWI stands for. So if you don't know, it means Pepsi Max with ice. But how did we get to this invention? It was just like, it's a lot. I used to make videos all the time, but never about like my Pepsi Max addiction. And then I just started one day. Yeah. And I didn't know. But George kind of invented PMWI and everyone in the comment section. I like completely invented PMWI. Um, I said you kind of did because you don't even drink Pepsi Max anyway. So it was like a joint invention. Uh, no, not at all. I created the acronym. Oh, acronym of schnackronym. Just because you drink it doesn't mean that I didn't create it. It's a it. joint effort. Not at all. It's definitely a joint effort. Declined. Don't say declined. Mm. But how did you even come up with that? Like, how did that even get to your brain? I think, um, uh, well, you were having a PMWI first of all. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just, like, wrapped it up in my head. You said Pepsi Max with ice. And then I just thought PM, like, I thought, like, the first letters. And then I just said PMWI. And then it was just kind of like, yes. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm having a look at the comments. And was it in our second video where you pretended to be me that you said PMWI, maybe? No, no, no. It was the first one. No, that one you just said Pepsi Max. I don't know. No. It was ages ago. I'm like literally scrolling forever. It was the first one. It so was. It actually wasn't. I remember me saying PMWY. In the second one you said it. I promise you it was the second one. Guys, if you go look and it's the second one, then I win the competition. What competition? This one. Boom. Declined. Yeah, but like how did you just sit and think, okay, let's make an acronym like for this? Well, that's just how my brain's wired, babe. Yeah, and now you have all these other ones. PMWI is kind of like the OG. Like, everyone would comment and being like, oh, what does PMWI stand for? But now people know. Now they know. Now it's like a known fact. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, like, when I I have to have a Coke Zero, everyone's like, oh, my God, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, and, like, sometimes I'll be like, when, when someone's having a Coke Zero with us or something, I'll be like, Oh, you're having a CZWI. Like, I'll turn everything into an acronym. Like, for example, I have, like, Nutella on bread often. Very, very often. Way too often. It's actually getting a bit, like... 
Uh, Lace out and drink soft drink. Anyway. Uh, um, uh, so... Uh, not the dig. <laughs> not the dig. Um, so I've created this acronym for Nutella on bread, which is NOB. N-O-B. <sighs> and then because I have it with milk a lot of the time, Nutella on bread and milk. NOBM. N-O-B-A-M. Why wouldn't you say N-O-B-W-M? It just didn't hit the same. I think it does. Nutella on bread with milk. No, but like... What about with a glass of milk? So nubwum? <laughs> nubwum. Hang on. Hang on. Nutella on bread. Bread knob. With a glass of milk. Okay. Nubwagom. 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 I love me some nubwagom. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dumb. Okay. What about like... Wait, remember PMWYAS? That's... Who made that? Um, I remember his Someone name. Someone in the comment section made no, it. No, I, I said it in my video, his name. I just forgot it. <sighs> George. I had it on my TikTok. I said his name. I was George like, this Ray. guy. I was like, this guy. He made it. It's um, P-N... What is it? It's P-M-W-I-A-S. Which means Pepsi Max with ice and straw. Okay, let's look at your account and see. Wait, when did he, he commented it on the video when I had like an old Mac straw in it? On your live. On my live. You're actually right. Which video? So it's one where I look, I look a bit like panicked, I think. I think it's this one. Yeah, it is. Okay, wait. Okay, we went and looked at the video. His name was Reese. Another video where I'm like, 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 I look, I look like I've just been like jump scared, but I'm like. No, you don't, hon. You look, you're in like pink satin. Peter Alexander pajamas, I mean, like makeup, I'm um, not makeup, sorry, skincare on fleek, <sighs> hair did. I was just so zen. Oh, hun, you are the definition of zen. King of zen. Zenalicious. <laughs> hey, hon, hon, King of zen. K-O-Z. Cause. Oh, wow. Wow. Hun, that is a new acronym. No, but I love it. K-O-Z, King maybe, of Zen. Okay, maybe we need to make a list of all the acronyms you've vented. Let's do it. I like that. But PMWI would have its own, like, page, right? Oh, for sure. I think PMWI is, like, a crowd favourite. Yeah. I actually, personally, I feel like PMWIAS is underrated. It doesn't roll off the tongue like PMWI does. Well, I feel like Nubum, N-O-B-A-M, <laughs> is a pretty nice one. No, Nubum is so bad. No, Nubum's lit. No, Nubum is bad. Nubum is like, that sounds is... like an insult. Like, oh, Nubum. Oh, <laughs> you little Nubum. It is not an insult. If anything, it's a compliment. No, it sounds like an insult. You are a Nubum. A what? Your, um... A, a Nubwagom? Yeah, Nubwagom. That sounds like a destination in, like, rural Victoria. But it also sounds like an <laughs> Italian dish. It does not like an Italian dish. It does. It does not. It does. An Italian dish would be like... This is like a soup. Like, not like a soup. Well, Nob does. <laughs> or at least Nobum. Nobum is an insult. Nobum is not an insult. I'm you a Nobum. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you every time you call me a Nobum. I'm going to make up an, like a secret acronym. A secret one. Yeah, but that still has the words Nobum, like the letters Nobum. And call you Nobum and you'll think it's a compliment, but I have a secret acronym. Ac- acronym. Yeah, maybe if you can say it, oh! then we'll talk. Wow. Wow. Side-eye. If only everyone knew that the man who invented PMWI was it's a king. egotistical. Egotistical. When did you become smart? Um, When I came out of the womb. 
then clearly you're still dumb. But you just said, when did I become smart? But you, you were never smart. That's but the joke. But you asked when I became smart, like you were flattered by my intelligence. So this is why. This what? is why you don't have the brain power, but, but the brain power. <laughs> the brain power to come up with something like PMWI because you're just not that level of smart like me. Okay. Just because you made an acronym no. does not mean you're intelligent. Declined. I am. I think I contributed to the PMWI creation. If I never had a Pepsi Max with ice and was never calling it Pepsi Max with ice, you would never get PMWI. Don't try to take my credit. Do you not try to take my shine? This is my shine. They're like Tori from Victorious. When I make it shine. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, you you have to accept that I contributed... Let's go to the beach, eat, let's go get away. They say what they're going to say. Have a drink, clink. Okay. I'm going to say you contributed about, like, let's say... Let's 30%. Not, uh Out of 100%, uh-huh. I'm going to say you, could, you contributed, like, 12%. Babe, it's not 12%. It's 12%. It's not 12%. Because the thing is, if I was never enjoying the product in the first place then the innovation would have never been created the innovation being pepsi max with ice it's 12 percent it is not 12 percent it's 30 it's certainly not 30 percent it's definitely 30 i'll settle for 20 it's 30 though 20 or 12 take your pick 30 20 or 12 take Take your pick (laughs) george Get this sassy attitude away from me. You know what George does? He 24-7 pounds. Okay, that's true. I can't <laughs> even lie. No, like he actually 24-7 pounds. How do you do that? I don't know. I just, I don't know how. I just feel like you just always want to pout. Mm. I, it's just my default. I just feel like I'm constantly pouting. No, the other night I go into his bedroom. He's asleep. And I didn't realize. So I'm like talking to him. And then I walk up to his bed and I'm like, why isn't he listening to me? And I look over and he's like, like just pouting, like asleep. Well, I can't help it that I'm gorgeous. <laughs> You're not gorgeous, hon. Beautiful, spectacular, amazing, show-stopping, not just gorgeous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But seriously, you were like... Like sleeping beauty. Yeah, you, you are sleeping beauty. You are literally the definition of sleeping beauty. Beauty and the beast. Okay, that's you're the beast in the morning and beauty when you go to bed <laughs> because you're like you're like beautiful you're like skincare done lashes curled like peter alexander matching set and then you wake up and you look crazy i wake up in the morning with my hair looks like a nest hun your hair gets like three times larger in the morning yeah what's with that my hair does the same if it's like natural mm, okay mm. i hear you mm, it's like a a thing that we unfortunately have to deal with Mm. Poor us. Poor Sleeping Beauty turns into the beast. (laughs) Before we get into the next topic, we're going to quickly talk about my chemist warehouse dupe for this week. And it is the Schwarzkopf, I hope I said that right, got to be eyebrow gel. Now this stuff is crazy good. I actually cannot believe that people haven't discovered this sooner. So it is a dupe for pretty much any high-end kind of brow gel. It's even good for edges, which I obviously don't have, but if you are a girl out there that uses like 
edges gel and all that kind of stuff and you've you know been using one that's a bit expensive this is an amazing cheaper alternative i've seen videos of girls online using on their edges and they have like made them look incredible but for me i just use it on my eyebrows and it is so amazing if you've got like a really expensive eyebrow gel you are always going back to and it's still like not doing the job this is so affordable and so easy to get at chemist warehouse you can just easily grab it and it does the job amazingly my eyebrows are so harsh so dense and have a mind of their own even my eyebrow lady hates it when i come in because she just knows what my eyebrows are like they're ruthless they're untamed and they just don't sit how you want them to and honestly when i put this eyebrow gel on they do not move I have had a thing with my eyebrows being neat and tidy since I was younger. Like literally from the moment I started waxing, plucking, threading, etc., they never looked how I wanted them to. And now that I have this gel, I'm able to make them look perfect. And in comparison to all these other expensive eyebrow gels that I've had to use in the past, like, you know, tinted, not tinted, clear, etc., this is a clear gel, which I prefer for my eyebrows because they're very dark anyway. But you know what? This gel literally takes the crown over all of those other expensive alternatives because it is just that good. Like, if you guys are looking for a cheap alternative to your, you know, expensive kind of eyebrow gel at the moment, look no further than the Schwarzkopf got to be eyebrow gel. And honestly, I am a massive advocate for this because I have already used two bottles and I'm about to buy my third. I love it. And I think if you've got unruly eyebrows, you will too. We did maybe like do a little do a little trigger warning before we talk about this because we did want to talk about George's story on here, but if this is a sensitive topic to anyone with like coming out and like homophobia, then maybe skip over this part. Yeah, and I've um I've done some like question boxes on Instagram before asking like just like to ask me questions and people have said to me before to talk about my story and i did a video like that um on my tiktok while i did my skincare but i thought on here we could go a bit more in depth so if you guys feel like you're comfortable to listen to something like that then keep listening because we're gonna go pretty in depth on um kind of my journey with coming out and how that all went yes so george's journey started very very young which is i feel like rare it's very rare so when i was like very very young like below year one I always noticed that I was different because, for example, like I would play with Barbies and the other boys would play with trucks. Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but it's also like below year one, if anyone that doesn't know, that's seven, six to seven years old. Yeah. Like, I was five in prep. Like, that's how young we're going. And that's so, so rare nowadays. We have people that come out at like. In their 30s, 40s, even. Later, even. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't think you understand how intense this was at the time like this was extremely early so anyways i just kind of gathered that i was different because i was more hanging out with girls rather than you know all the boys you know like typically strong and sporty i hated all like that i wanted to play with barbies and like be all like preppy george was like (laughs) i have a video of george in like booty shorts at like three years old singing dj's got us falling in love again and he's like how old are you in that video i know that off my heart like 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 three four five i reckon four or five four twenty five i reckon oh not to get specific or anything but yeah four turning five (laughs) um and he's like singing and dancing and i just look at that video and i'm like how did we not know he was gay like (laughs) mum knew like i told her and she was like yeah She's like, yeah. And <laughs> she was like, she was like, so what did you want to tell me? Like, it's like it felt like she just already knew. I was just telling her like what day it was. Always, that's how obvious to her like it felt. 
that's actually so funny but yeah so george was very young when he first started like sensing all of this and he was always a bit more almost tailoring his behavior towards like the feminine side yeah and i almost feel like year one was when i really like it really hit me like a brick in the head like that i was like really different from the rest of all the boys and then that came the question like why how like what makes me different well i think something that you spoke about that actually hit me really hard was when you were talking about like liking people and getting crushes at school and you would say that like oh i i would look at you know the boys in primary school and i didn't think that it was anything weird at it like i just thought they were cute and it's like the same way I was doing the same, like I was doing the same thing. I was looking yeah. at little boys at that age and I didn't think anything bad of it. So it kind of just shows the innocence in it all and how, you know, even at a young age, you can, you can tell, you can yeah. tell what you like. Yeah. And then I think when, um, cause I was confused myself. Like a lot of people say, Oh, you're just confused. You're not the phase, but I was genuinely confused. Like I didn't know, like I almost felt like something was wrong with me. So when it got to like, I reckon nothing's wrong with being gay and that's something that it takes, took me a while to learn and it takes a lot of people a while to learn. But that's another big thing about things like this, education, educating yourself and the others around you on things like sexuality or whether or not it's gender identity as well. So when it came to about, you know, year two, three, I really started to gather that I was actually like, I thought boys were a little more than just good looking. And I noticed that I didn't really think girls were cute. I just thought of them as my friends. Oh, hon, you were like, you're gorgeous, but not for me. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like year three was when I was like, yep, okay, boys. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it was also like, it's a hard thing to come to a realization of so young. Like there's also, we went to a Catholic primary school, even though we're not even Catholic, but it's like, it was religious based. So like, it's not like we were getting taught about the LGBTQ okay, plus community. community, yeah. So I um, had gathered that, like, I was like, I liked boys a little more than just like as a friend, right? And I was really confused, like, as to what to do with this information because I felt like, oh my gosh, like, this is not right. This is not what society considers as right, right? So I go and I'm like crying. I'm telling my mum and dad, and I said that I think I like both right this was year three he comes out as bi because i thought that if i like both it'll be a little less worse than just liking guys and that came from a place of like i didn't want them to be like um oh like like that saying like liking guys was a bad thing and that maybe if i still liked girls it would be okay so that's why i came out as bi and then my dad actually had to explain to me what bi was when i said i like both because i didn't know what to call it so even through that little bit of the story, you can tell how uneducated I was on myself. It's not even that you were uneducated. You were just naive and you were young. People don't like, I don't remember in year three being taught about what's gay, what's bi, what's straight. Yeah. Like, I don't recall that at all. Yeah. So then at about, I would say like from year four to year six, I was jumping between straight, bi, gay, like all the time, kind of like a really interesting um, situation there but yeah but you had no clue and you were trying to do what you thought what would make other people happy correct so I reckon year six really was when I looked at 
you know, yourself I in the mirror and said, "That's a gay man." <laughs> that's again. That's again. It's again. So we're doing this thing lately where we just, whenever we're talking about George, we, we just add G to the front of the word because it's like gay George. Yeah. So it's like instead of calling him my brother, we call him my brother. I love it though. It's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, so I had to. He's a gay. <laughs> so um, I kind of looked at the reality of things in about year six, and I was like, well. I don't like girls and I'm okay with that. I came to terms with it. And that's something that can take a long time. And it's something that doesn't need to be rushed. Like it, it might take a few days for some people, but for me it took years. And for some people it's going to take years as well. And that's okay. Um, so then I eventually, you know, came out to the rest of the people that I knew and it was obvious anyway. It wasn't like a secret, like lots of people that are closeted. It's not, really you can kind of tell like george's behavior was very telling yeah my mannerisms and correct you know i hung out with girls that's that's i don't want to make stereotypes but that you know those are the stereotypical signs right that people would kind of like you know i guess make assumptions and um so when i came out to some people they were like yeah (laughs) most people actually most people did not like look surprised whatsoever which i found really funny peter and i definitely weren't we were like oh okay like why are you like tell me something i don't know correct (laughs) correct like hun oh so i was so excited for high school in year six like i was really keen so i get to about like i get to year seven you know and i am so excited i've got a bit of like a I was a bit bitchy, I have to say. Like, oh I, was, God, I had an attitude to me. Oh, George still has an attitude. Now he's going through puberty. It's just worse. No offense. But he, when he moved for high school, he went to a co-ed school. And this was with one of his good friends from primary school. So he was like, I'll be fine. You know, got her to protect me kind of vibe. Yeah. It's co-ed, so it's going to be a bit more relaxed. I remember at the time, Peter went to an all-boys school, which is not at anymore. And he hated it. So he was like... I don't want George in that environment because if if I don't like it, how's he going to go? George's going to like testosterone. <laughs> That's the real thing. So George is at a co-ed school, which was in theory good. The school had a good like LGBTQ program, so it all in theory sounded great. Yeah. So you know, um, things start happening. I start making friends. Um, my good friend from primary school started making good friends as well. And slowly, um, I guess the popular people started to form. And that's when things kind of went kind of like crashing down. So like start of term two, um, lots of name calling began to become like a a daily thing. Yeah. And it got to the point where there was like food throwing and it was just like disgusting and something that I don't want anyone else to have to go through. The level of bullying was like... You know when you watch a movie and there's a typical nerd getting bullied or someone that's not stereotypically like LaResse, like an outcast being bullied, and it's very dramatic, so much name-calling, a lot of stuff, you know, being thrown at them or, you know, stuff said behind their back in a very obvious way. That is actually what happened to George, and it breaks my heart to say that. But that overdramatic bullying that you see in the movies and you think that would never happen in real life, that is exactly what happened, really. So... I it took me a lot of actually like thought and like time to realize that I don't want to be at this school anymore. Well, the thing and was, it you wasn't were t- because of um. Well, the thing was, you were torn because you had 
your good friend there but you also had all the bullying there and by the time you had gone through all that bullying you thought if i even move schools is it going to get any better you you actually thought that's what all kids were like yeah in a sense and it kind of really took my trust issues up a notch and my trust issues my trust issues were already heightened because when it comes to being gay um liking someone is a very complex situation like for a straight person if you like someone that's it you like someone um but for me it's much different so if i like say a straight guy like there's no way ever that he's gonna like me back right because he's straight Whereas, and the thing is and the thing is you came out so like early, early. and a lot of gay guys like wouldn't even know at no this age. that's what i mean that like like women anything if you're part of the like queer community you're not going to really come out until you're in your teens yeah so most people don't come out to high to the end of high school so uh, just because i came out so early so it's like I, even if they are straight in quotation marks they're not gonna know until, about themselves until they're a bit older so it's like crush is pointless yeah so it's a little that becomes a little bit of a struggle so for me in primary school and um just entirely really that is much more of a difficult thing so that kind of built up my trust issues and then with all the bullying from um this high school that i was at that just heightened them and made them even worse i mean now you're pretty good with it you know how to deal with it all and like oh yeah yeah it's still a struggle though yeah it's still something like that you definitely struggle with like i still have major trust issues now and like the year level that i'm in as well it doesn't help like this is the year that everyone year goes nine is through. the hormonal year but anyway we'll get to that so george eventually after all the repetitive bullying the inappropriate behavior and honestly the school was great yeah, the school was really good themselves. It was just the students in my year level at the school. And so, they were just uneducated. Yeah. Like, really uneducated. And for a school that was, like, you know, they were talking about how they had this, like, program for people that were part of the community. At lunch times, yeah. And that was all great. But it's, like, when you have kids that are just uneducated, clearly come from homes where there's homophobic things that are said, it's not going to be a good environment. And it wasn't. Yeah, at all. And that's that's okay it just wasn't the school for me yeah and so we said george we're gonna get you out of there we picked him up and we said we're moving you see i wish it was that simple but like it took so much time because the topic came up on the term um i reckon term two holidays let's say and um mm. i was talking to my parents and i was like well i don't want to move you know like my friends there i don't know what friends i thought i had i didn't <laughs> really have friends don't make me laugh <laughs> You had, like, a friend. A friend. A friend. Ish. Anyway, so I had a friend there. And it was just, like, yeah. It, it was not a good just environment bad. for me. And it took me so much time and thought to realise how bad that environment for me was mentally. But in saying that it took you a long time, it really didn't. You moved to the end of year seven. Uh, it took me, like, till midterm three to move. So you moved it at the end of term three? No, midterm three. That is not... That's a quick move. Is it? Yeah, that's so fast. Oh. Anyways. George. Why am I just at like a fast pace with everything? Hun, you're a fast I'm just man. fast. <laughs> Anyways, so I moved to this school. I'm going to buy my uniform. I'm getting so excited. I, I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. So I was talking to my siblings and they were like, you know, move. It's the best thing we ever did. 
Because my siblings never went, like, they went to a, um, like, all-girls school and all-boys school and then both moved to a co-ed school. Yeah. And they both said to me to move to that same school because it was just so good and the environment was very healthy. So I was, it took me so much time. Well, not really, actually, like Ellie said. But I finally came. I wanted to move and I moved at the end of year 11. So, yeah, just think about that. (laughs) I finally um, came to the conclusion of moving and it was the best decision I'd ever made. So going to my uniform was like exhilarating. Like I put it on and I didn't want to take it off. That mirror selfie of you in the uniform still makes me laugh. Oh my gosh, I can't even. But I remember when, like, your first day you got home and you were like, oh my god, the difference. Yeah, I was just like, the first day there, you know, I had a little tour around the school and I was like, like, wow. Like, I just didn't know that I could have just been here and been happier. Because what that school almost, the people at that school taught me is that that's what it was like everywhere. Like, I just felt like that was the norm almost. When the it's norm not, was to be accepting, is that what you're saying? As in the norm there wasn't with those people that I was, I guess, surrounding myself with. So uh, my thought process was that, like, even if I moved, I didn't know if it was going to get me better. I moved and then it was like, wow, like, this is so much better but that school is insanely educated yeah and they have a lot of benefits like you know the principal's gay so he has a lot of you know control of what is taught and the students are just a bit more like educated and respectful in a sense yeah very respectful like you know it's a no tolerating bullying policy kind of thing especially when it comes to you know people like you that are part of the queer community or people that are and the thing is they've got trans teachers gay lesbian teachers anyone that's part of the queer community it's it's great it's a very accepting school yeah and i love um where i am now and it's like people have asked me before like how did you overcome the bullying what did you kind of like do because i didn't just move schools and bang everything was better i had um so when I moved, it was kind of a little bit awkward because we were still online, which I kind of liked because I think it helped me settle in. Really? I would have hated that. In year eight, um, that's when, you know, it was full-time school again. And I was put in a class with my cousin, which made me much more comfortable. And over time, I had been having therapy from like, you know, the start of year seven to about mid-year eight. And that also helped me heaps as well as having the love and support of my family, which I'm very like grateful for. And I don't know what I would have done without that support. And it, even with that, it took me like about a year to overcome Mm. like the deep hole that they put me into almost. And it took me that long to dig out of that hole. Right. And that's, that's kind of just, but I mean, now that you are out and you've had that like, experience yeah and those conversations that needed to be had because there was so much bottled up inside you from what you had experienced now you can actually fully enjoy school and you can enjoy all these new friendships they are so respectful all these kids you know they don't take any bullying towards you you've got like a gang like it's actually like (laughs) it's very wholesome and i feel um like even the boys are very yeah, positive about yeah. it the boys like obviously there's still immature people and that's just part of the hormonal year level that i mean at the moment you tell them 
but like even the boys are very respectful and i've actually been asked before if like therapy is actually that helpful or if it actually does anything and for me it was just like because sometimes i feel like it's good i'm talking to someone trying to vent and they're not really listening but therapy that's exactly what it's for for someone to listen yeah and you just that's all you do you talk they listen they help that's what it's there for and it took me um surprisingly kind of some time to actually get the fact that that's what they were there for just to hear me talk to hear yeah, my you issues get, you have a bit of a wall up yeah They're like look at you now what you do like you know you're an ambassador you've been to the mardi gras like multiple now yeah how the march we actually marched together so the whole fam yeah and they thought peter was holding the sign with george and they thought peter was the gay one so they're like zooming in on him that was so funny i remember that but that was world pride that like, was world pride that was that was a big one like compare you and you seven being bullied you know lunch being thrown in the dirt like food being thrown at you like you know we're talking that extreme side to this extreme side where you're now a gay youth rights advocate. a gay slay youth activist <laughs> um you know you help other people who are you know facing the same challenges and you you go to the mardi gras you celebrate we all celebrate because you're bloody perfect thank you and they zoom in on peter and think he's the gay one <laughs> and congratulations I'm, peter if you're thinking about moving schools because of the environment you're in is a bit tough do it it's like it is the best decision i've ever made and friends that also friends that i thought i had at my old school sorry (laughs) was just not a good environment for me at all everything felt negative and every day i would go to school like not this again right but now the school that i'm at i've got supportive friends and it actually took me so long to build up trust again in my guy friends because yeah that's a whole other obstacle you had to overcome (laughs) because guy friends is a hard one because they have this like inbuilt assumption that like you wanting to hang out with them is because you like them and it's like no hun you're ugly like i just want a friend oh my gosh (laughs) yeah literally like sometimes i'll ask a guy to hang out and it's like um i'm straight it's like hun i know you sting i'm aware i'm aware didn't want to like get romantic but cute (laughs) (laughs) didn't want to get romantic but cute oh my god someone put that on a t-shirt that my tombstone. Oh, Han. Han. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And let us know if you want George to come back on because I think George would love it. Yeah, I would. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. It's definitely been fun. And let us know if you guys liked hearing about a story. We had a lot of questions. Even when I put up a question box, people were talking about, like, you know, talk about George's story, talk about George's story. I thought it was a bit heavy, but I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Kind of like my PCOS episode was a bit heavy, but, you know, just did it and it's like... Yeah. And when Ellie brought up the idea with me, she was a bit kind of hesitant about it, like, for me. Like, she was like, are you sure? Like, would you be comfortable with it? And I was like, absolutely, because I feel like... You didn't say absolutely. You said, yes, bitch, let's record. (laughs) Well, I was like, yes, bitch, let's record. Because I feel like sharing Sharing, my story gives other people strength to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that it does get better. That is so cute. And that if you're going through a rough time, just know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and that things will get better with the right steps. The baby light steps. at the end of the tunnel is PMWI. PMWI <laughs> baby steps slay. And Han, on that note, thank you for listening to Get Chatty With Me. Bye. Bye. Bye.